0: Hello everyone, I hope you're having a blessed day or night or whatever it is wherever you are. My name is Casey and welcome back to my show, Against the Grain, where I try to demonstrate the areas in life that are most worth resisting the norm. So today we're going to be talking about the importance of humility and why we have to, as a person and as a society, we have to turn away from pride. So we're going to begin today. I'm going to start by showing you the definitions of humility and pride, two things that by all definitions are polar to each other. So let's start with pride. Pride causes someone to think highly of themselves more than they ought to. What does this mean? Well, let's look at it in a practical sense. It's an obsessive attachment to one's own perceived image and value. And pride causes you to do some very hateful and evil things, too. And it's usually not even to give you any benefit or anything. It's usually pride just protecting itself at the expense of others, and very often in response to being humiliated. To put it simply, prideful people simply think about themselves far too much. Now, that's not to say you're a bad person or you're overly prideful if you're thinking about yourself as a matter of fact it's kind of like it's human nature to put the self first to think about our own needs for food water and shelter it's it's actually extraordinarily difficult if you think about it to look outside of yourself and just just experience the miracle of seeing life and the world through someone else's eyes so that's a little bit about pride but let's dive into humility So I'm going to call humility the antithesis to pride, and in truth, I like to think that the humble, those who humble themselves, are seldom humiliated. So C.S. Lewis, who's someone I quote quite a lot, he has a perfect quote for this, because pride and humility don't really have much to do with actual value. Rather, they're kind of just pointing towards one's attitude about that value. So it's more about perception than actual worth. Because I mean, I believe that all men are created equal, so I don't see how pride and humility would have anything to do with that actual value. It it doesn't, just because you humble yourself doesn't mean you're actually worth less than someone, and just because you're prideful about yourself doesn't mean you're actually worth more than someone else. So C.S. Lewis says, humility isn't thinking less of yourself, it's thinking of yourself less. And this is definitely one of my favorite quotes ever, not just by C.S. Lewis, when I first started really becoming a Christian and digging into the Bible. Um, my pastor, uh, who was preaching over 1 Corinthians 4 at the time, talking about the stewardship of God and not accepting the judgment of others, he used this quote in the sermon, actually, and it's kind of it's kind of sat with me to this day. I think it's been maybe a year and a half since I've heard that sermon, but I, I still think about this one, and I can actually do 1 Corinthians 4 word by word it it's had such a profound effect on me so I feel like I'm not gonna say I'm the proper person to do a podcast or an episode on this but I feel like I've studied it enough that um, this is worth sharing so let's talk about the healthy extent so the healthy extent to which one should think about himself it goes back to the golden rule treat others not the way you deserve to be treated but rather the way you desire them to treat you also. So more simply, it's just treat others the way you would want to be treated. Um, If you guys heard that from your grandparents or you've heard that from your parents, it actually comes from the Bible. It's Jesus' words in Matthew where he's on the Sermon on the Mount. But that's kind of not really where people know it from unless you've actually divested a lot of your time into the bible but we would all virtually agree with the golden rule right we should treat others the way we want to be treated and unfortunately the world we live in is going in the opposite direction it's all about affirmation and self-acceptance and things like that so let's see where we're going wrong so first let's look at it the way we deserve to be treated. So if we treated each other the way we actually deserve to be treated, we'd all be dead. The reason for this has to do with man's not only selfish nature, but also our willingness to compromise sustainability and the well-being of others in the world. And worst of all, we do it by the use of force and violence. So this goes back to what I was saying about being virtually impossible to look outside of yourself and see the world through someone else's eyes. It's hard to do that or even experience the desire of wanting to do that when the only thing on your mind is when is your next meal and how are you going to get it? Where are you going to sleep at night? Where are you going to rest your head? Is you and your family and your kids are you going to be provided for? And we've known this, all of us, collective as a human race and as an individual, we know that each and every one of us, all of humanity, is actually capable of violence. There would be no need for laws or punishments or penance or anything like that if this wasn't true. Since the very beginning, we've been killing each other with sticks and stones. Every race, every man and woman, every leader, every employee, every parent or sibling or teacher... Every single one of us, and yes, including myself, I am no exception to this rule, we're all driven by selfish impulse and desire and instinct and biology. We're just conditioned to put ourselves first. And so, like rabid dogs that hunt the innocent and destroy things and scratch their itches and defecate where they please, we just can't say we deserve anything short of misery and justice for the way we selfishly put ourselves first even by the use of violence but if we treat each other the way that we would want to be treated not the way we deserve we can begin to see real and lasting love so while we all desire a hearty and regal and abundant treatment if you don't treat others with that same feeling why should they treat you that way anything else other, uh, outside of your desires and the things that scratch your itches and the things that you need to survive, anything else is just contrary to your impulses, desires, instincts, and biology. We lust and we crave and thirst for pleasure like it's water in the desert, but snowballing out of control in our society is the means of cheap and accessible and on-hand pleasure. I mean, it's, it's everywhere with, with adult media and you know gaming is super accessible now that's I'm not saying it's outwardly a problem per se but I know it's been a problem for me in the past just being consumed by the desire for another hour of gaming so that's that's for me personally but substitute in what you know to be pleasurable for you I mean sometimes all I wanna do is sit at home and play video games sometimes I just wanna sit at home and watch a movie or sometimes I just wanna sit at home and you know build something with Legos. And before I know it, my day is gone. This kind of cheap and accessible pleasure is everywhere, and especially with us having cell phones. I mean, it's it's just a click away. The pleasure of yesterday is but a drop in the ocean compared to our hedonistic means of today. If you want to live life and feed your own needs and scratch your own itches and fulfill your desires, I'm just saying don't expect anyone else to act any differently don't be surprised don't expect anyone to lift a finger for you and don't be surprised when they don't don't expect any handouts don't expect empathy or patience let alone any semblance of reasonable expectation you chose to live for yourself and so don't be a hypocrite and expect others not to live for themselves to be your servants This is the cold world that selfish and prideful people live in. And sometimes they don't even know that they're doing it. It's it's one of the scariest parts about this. So these people who don't know, they're being prideful. They're outraged when people refuse to do what they want. The alternative I'm suggesting isn't universal submission. I'm not saying treat others the way you want to be treated, so submit to everyone, do whatever they say. But I'm merely making a point that you get back what you put out. So, simply put, don't expect out of others what you won't do yourself. Unless you're paying for it, of course. You can respect yourself and put others first. In a self-sacrificing nature, you show to the world that you serve them not because they deserve it, but because you want the same humane treatments that riots try to achieve or undermine. And this is not a universally applicable method of ethics, of course, and I'm I'm not going to substitute it and say, yeah, throw out the law, throw out governance, throw out everything, as long as we treat each other the way we want to be treated. Because, I mean, it's... you're not gonna get everyone on the same page with this. One thing to understand is that selfish people know that they can take advantage of you, and they will. The solution to that, and this is especially in response to things my dad would say, my dad, my dad, I love him, but he's not a generous man. And the part of that is, and he'll tell you himself, he says he's been stabbed in the back and... Betrayed and taken advantage of one or two too many times, and he just can't do it anymore. He's he's just to a point where he knows people don't deserve it, and he's not going to give it to them anyway. And he feels no one's ever gone out of their way for him, so why should he do the same? So this is what I'm saying. We know that selfish people will take advantage of you if they can. So the solution for not being taken advantage of... It's just not be taken advantage of. There's clear definitions into what it means to be taken advantage of. So, what I'm saying is, don't sacrifice your basic needs and ability to sustain sustain yourself merely for the pleasure and the whim of others. This is self-destructive by nature, because while the world may categorize this as charity and see it as heroic and valiant, you can't help anyone if you can't take care of yourself. You put yourself into the cycle where somewhere down the road, you're going to be the one reliant on generosity. So one is exalted and then one is lowered. It's just not really that ethical and it keeps us in this perpetual cycle of handout here, charity here, and we never really get anywhere. However, let's talk about self-sacrifice, which is The opposite of self-destructive. So when we talk about self-sacrifice, it refers to putting the needs of others before your own pleasure. So not putting the pleasure of others before your own needs, but we're choosing to put their needs above our pleasure. So making sure that people don't go without before we go buy fancy new clothes or a new car Or a new toy or game. Helping others to get off the ground. And back onto their feet. And back into the world. When they have no hope on their own. This can't be said of anything but real kindness. And real love. And love is hard, of course. You're sacrificing your pleasure. Your cravings and desires to lift up someone else. When you know you're not going to get anything out of it. Love is hard, people. It's easy to love oneself for a simple pleasure's sake, but it is significantly harder to give up pleasing yourself to help meet the needs of others. And this is a hard thing to master. I know that for much of my life, I've just been super self destructive. I've had the will to help others, but never really the means. So in my desire to help others, I sacrifice my own food and my own provision, and it 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 comes at my own detriment. I'd help and sacrifice for others, but it's not because it was the right thing to do. It's actually because I did not value my own life compared to theirs. So, I despised myself and judged and criticized myself to the highest degree. And if you ask any of my friends, especially my closest friends, they'd tell you I was my own worst enemy. And it was this way up until right at about a year ago, actually. It produced a very slippery slope of self-condemnation and habitual depressiveness. The right thing ceases to be right when done out of self-interest. But also... Doing the right thing by others will naturally bring joy back into your life too. It's not a lie. It's not some sham to try to get people to give more. It's not unrealistic to seek pleasure in the service to others. As for me as a Christian, the most important thing I am called to do is to love God and love people. So really, how can I say I've done this if I'm buying shelves worth of video games or anything else that I seek pleasure from when someone I know is struggling to put food on the table? Knowing that others would be taken care of in their worst hours, as I've been taken care of in my worst hours, and knowing that they can be provided for, honestly is sufficient for my own joy these days, that by helping even in small ways, I can give glory back to God, who did the first act of charity unto me. So, let's bring this back to pride. What does pride cause people to do? Pride causes people to riot and protest and rally, and it causes them to kill and steal and abuse and mistreat and elsewise. Anyone who uses pride, anyone who uses pride as a defense or as their rally cry, is not respectable as a moral authority. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. And as a personal conviction, we must stop thinking inwardly about ourselves and our own worth so much, despite what social Darwinism says. If you believe we come from animals or not, it's pretty irresponsible to act like one. So I'll say that again. I don't care if you're an evolutionist, or if you're a creationist, Rather, you believe we're made in the image of an ape, or if we're made in the image of God. It's still irresponsible to act like an animal, no matter where you come from. This episode has been a long time in the making, it was really hard to come back and complete it after taking such a long hiatus. Life's just kinda been a fight. And I know it's been two and a half months here now. It's just been hard to jump back in. I I didn't know if I wanted to even. So I'm going to wrap up here and say my closing message is this. Love people, love the truth, and treat others the way you want to be treated. So thank you for listening and for continuing to tune in and hear me talk about the bandwagon effect. So enjoy the rest of your day and God bless.